Welcome to the Coach's Nook, your weekly boost of coaching caffeine. I'm Anna Maria. I'm Vicenta. We are two certified professional coaches who are passionate about helping people move towards the life that they want to lead. Every episode, we'll be sharing practical tools and techniques that are easy enough to implement right away so you can experience the impact of coaching for yourself. Grab your favorite drink and join us for the conversation. Let me first start off by saying that both Vicenta and I are happy to be back to recording our podcast. We took a break over the summer to focus our attention on different projects. We are going to kick off the new series of episodes by interviewing Vicenta to introduce the amazing work Vicenta does supporting single moms. Before we get started with the actual interview, let me share Vicenta's bio with you, our listeners. Vicenta Blake retired from a long-standing career in medical administration. She served as president of the Women's Auxiliary at her church for 12 years and served as president of the board of directors of a nonprofit organization helping lower-income individuals. She speaks English, French, and Portuguese. In her spare time, she enjoys reading, learning, and spending time with her accomplished daughter. Since retiring from medical administration, Vicenta has founded a new enterprise as a certified life coach having graduated in November of 2019 from the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, otherwise known as IPEC, as a certified life coach. She supports single moms in building stronger and more meaningful relationships with their children. Welcome to our podcast, Vicenta. Thanks, Anna Maria. It feels a little strange to be on the other side of the mic. Yeah, I bet. Kind of like being on the hot seat, huh? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay, so without further ado, let's get started. Absolutely. Life coaching is quite different from medical administration. I'm sure the audience are as curious as I am to learn a bit more about why you chose life coaching. That's a great question, Anna Maria, because up until 2018, I had no idea what life coaching was. I remember sitting at the kitchen table with my daughter, which we often do. That's one of my favorite times when we have a chance to sit and talk. Um, At the time, I was working for a semi-retired doctor who was getting on in years. And my daughter and I started talking about my next steps once the doctor retired. And then my daughter then said, Mom, why don't you become a life coach? And I said, what's that? I had no idea what a life coach was. She explained it to me, and I didn't really clue in until a couple of weeks later when I was on my computer, 
and a video with Marie Forleo popped up. So I clicked on it and watched what she was saying to the callers on the show. I thought, wow, that's really cool. She's helping people figure out aspects of their life and what to do next. I thought I could do that. And at that moment, my daughter walked into the house and I said, Sarah, guess what? I just watched a video by Marie Forleo. And she said, Mom, I told you about her two weeks ago, remember? And after that, I thought life coaching is for me because I so resonated with what Marie Forleo was doing, how she was helping people. It felt very meaningful to me and resonated with me so much. So I went on Google and I searched life coaching and I looked at different life coaching schools. I found IPEC and I thought that's the one and that's how my journey started. Wow. That's really interesting to know your story. You found life coaching and you know that often happens in many people's lives. You can call it timing or fate that pieces tend to fall together. Yes, absolutely. Vicenta, I find your niche really interesting. It resonates with me being a single mom many years ago. I've thus remarried, but I was a single mom for many years. And just thinking and reflecting about it and being a life coach myself, having a life coach would have really supported me and probably would have helped make my transition a bit easier. I think so, Anna Maria. When my marriage broke down, I didn't feel like I was good enough. I felt a lot of shame and blame, and that was partly cultural, partly family, and partly just myself, you know. I felt like a failure, that I couldn't keep my marriage. And so I think if I had a life coach back then, I think that would have helped me a lot too in terms of how to navigate custody issues and scheduling with my ex-husband and just overall support, overall support to get me stronger that much faster, to help me overcome a lot of the feelings of shame and blame I had. I think the support of a life coach would have been very helpful. Yes, and that shaming and blaming, that is really common. And I can say as well, coming from an Italian background, European background, the culture, the family, and all of that plays a big part in that. Working with a life coach, recognizing my challenges and the need for support and having a coach help you work through that. There's no reason to blame or shame yourself because that's the situation. Yes, I think a life coach would have brought some compassion into the mix and just overall support, just a different ear, a different sounding board. I did seek out short-term counseling just because the impact of my separation was so hard and nobody I knew was divorced. I didn't feel I could talk to anyone. I also attended a 12-week support group with other single moms and this helped me with feeling less alone. One thing I learned through this transition from being married to being single with a child was that I had to work on myself. I had to get stronger and, and become more patient. I started reading some very useful books, some parenting books, and these helped me parent my daughter better. I think a life coach would have supported me 
recommended some personal development books, some parenting books, and overall provided some encouragement and support. At that time, I was forced to work on myself a lot faster on my own. I did have support from my parents. I moved in with them when my little girl was just a baby, but it was tough for them too, right? They never experienced a separation or divorce in the family. I was the only one who was separated. So I think I could have used more emotional support from someone who was a bit more objective and less emotionally attached, if that makes any sense. Yes, absolutely. What you say is true. Support and having people around you is really, really important. All of a sudden, a single mom and you see this little baby or these smaller children looking up to you and you're going through your own emotions and feelings and thoughts and that you're trying to make it through one day at a time and you get this human being relying on you for everything and it's like oh my god where do I start where do I go how am I going to make it through not only myself helping myself but helping these children that are depending on me it is a lot to deal with i've learned through my reading and training that we as humans have what's called mirror neurons we mirror what we see in another's face so a child will see a mother's face and will kind of intuit that emotion it's just a natural process and so when children see the worried look on the mother's face or a sad look or an angry look, they will take that on and they will make it about themselves. So learning how to regulate your emotions and being able to calm down and dealing with a little one's emotions of anger or upset or fear and not having them take on your emotions. I know with my own daughter, I will be thinking of something and she'll ask me, is everything all right? She's worried about what's on my mind, just the way my face is. When she was younger, I would be very careful to express what I was feeling. And I would only divulge what I thought was age appropriate. I wouldn't tell her every single detail of my anxiety or duress or whatever I was feeling. For that, I would reach out to a friend or another support system. Because, Anna children don't have the capacity to take on others' emotions. In fact, they need us adults to regulate their own emotions. So when my daughter was younger, I would say, mommy's upset, but I'm okay. And this is adult stuff, so you don't need to worry about it. I would give her enough to make her feel as though my emotions were not about her. And then she would move on to the next thing and pick up a crayon or a toy. It's so important to regulate our own emotions so that our children don't take that on themselves. I think having a life coach early on would have helped me to just validate my emotions and what I was going through and just be that support and help me regulate my emotions that much faster. So very true. And what you said about not divulging too much to your children, especially things that they don't understand, they don't need to know that. What they need to know is that mommy and daddy loves them. And what is going on has nothing to do with them at all. So true. Nature, <laughs> nature has an ingenious way of helping the human race survive. If it seems that children make life all about themselves, that's because 
in some ways they are in survival mode. When you are a young child, life is all about you because if it's not all about you, you may not make it. You know, like they say with the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Babies will cry when they're hungry or poopy or uncomfortable. That's how they get their needs met. They don't know any other way of communicating. Absolutely. So very true. Now you've drilled down your niche to helping single moms build strong and more meaningful relationships with their children. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. One of the reasons that I think it's important to build strong and meaningful relationships with children is, first of all, they need it. They need the foundation of good bonding or another way of saying it, attachment. Children aren't naturally resilient. They need someone in their life, whether it's a parent or some other caregiver. They need that person to be really loving and attentive and to be non-judgmental, non-shaming and non-blaming. That's how they become resilient. I think that a child coming from a divorced family has some challenges. Actually, a, a child coming from a dysfunctional family has challenges as well. So if we can build strong relationships between a mother and a child or a father and a child or a caregiver and a child, it sets the child up for a better future. You know, Anna Maria, children need attachment more than anything else. And I think as single moms, we often think that children are already coming from a place of being disadvantaged somehow and perhaps not having the latest and greatest toys or whatever. And what I've realized with my own daughter is that children don't really need all the material bells and whistles. They don't even need to go to the most popular schools or follow the latest trends. What children really need is a lot of love and attention. If they can get that from their single mom, they are set for life. And I wonder if that makes any sense. Yes, that makes absolute sense. It really resonates with me what you said. I found as my kids got older, they understood more. I wish things could have been different. And one of my sons said to me, as he got older, and it really is in my memory, because it was such a how do you say, a light bulb moment, for lack of a better term. He said, mm -hmm. Mom, I wouldn't wish what we went through on anybody, meaning him and his brother, but we never went without what was important in life. And that was your love and attention. I mean, we always had what we needed, and that really hit home to me. I love that. I really love that. That's what makes the world go round. If you've got love, you have everything. That's why I'm so passionate about single moms building strong and meaningful relationships with their children. Because I think sometimes single moms think they have to work extra hard to buy the material extras. But that doesn't necessarily give their children an advantage. Paying attention to their children, loving them, being present to them. That's what really counts at the end of the day. 
you know, whether you come from a single parent family or from a two parent family, it's the love that really matters. And I'm so glad you said that, Anna Maria, about what your son said. Thank you. Because material things don't replace love and time spent together. Absolutely not. What comes to mind for me is an email or a post. I've read it a couple of times over the years, and I'm paraphrasing. A little boy asks his father, who's always working, how much he makes in an hour. And the father was busy working, and he just automatically answered and said the amount that he made per hour. Then when the boy turns around and starts counting his money, and the father's asking, why are you counting the money? He says, because I want to be able to pay for an hour of your time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that gives me goosebumps. Sometimes we do lose sight of what's really important. Oftentimes we come from a background where money and status are really important, or we listen to the culture. We're inundated with advertisements and billboards about getting the latest gadget, getting the latest whatever. And sometimes we are very much attracted to that. At the end of the day though, it's not how much you bring into the home. It's the love that's in the home. That matters. Absolutely. I can't agree with you more. What are some of the common issues, or maybe the better word is obstacles, that will come in the way of a mom or a parent building a strong, meaningful relationship with their child or children? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of it, honestly, is emotional and psychological in the sense that moms in general tend to worry a lot. I think generally that's our job, isn't it? Yeah, my mom used to say, God bless her soul, that a mom worries until they close their eyes for the last time. Yes, and I've also heard this as well, that once childhood happens, you get a flood of guilt and worry that stays with you for the rest of your life. I think it's just natural. I think that most moms become mama bears when we give birth. And so I think though for single moms, it's an added challenge because oftentimes we are doing it by ourselves. I said earlier that I moved in with my parents when my daughter was a baby and that was an interesting dynamic. In my parents' eyes, I was their daughter, right? So I was the child and then the child with the child. So that had its challenges as well. It's hard because you also have your ex-husband to deal with, all sorts of things like custody, schedules, and so on. It can be very challenging. Another thing is there's also the loss and grief that a single mom has to go through to get to the other side of emotional balance. I can only speak from my own experience, but there's a lot of work to do in that area. So I think those are some common issues and obstacles. I think a big issue for me was feeling alone. I lived with my parents, but I really had to make decisions on my own. And again, I didn't feel I could go to anyone else. I didn't think anyone else would have understood what I was going through. I think a life coach would have helped me then as a sounding board, some support, because I did feel alone and that was challenging. Yes. 
it is challenging and being alone is quite frightening. And the points you brought up, Vicenta, it just shows how many, many things that one needs to deal with as a single mom or a single parent. Do you have any easy tips or techniques you could share with our listeners that they yes. could try? Yes, I do. The first one, I think, again, is work on yourself. And I think one of the ways you can do that is being aware of your emotions and where that comes from. Um, as I just said, there's a sense of loss and grief and sometimes loss and grief manifest themselves in different ways like anger or sadness or fear or even depression. And so working through those emotions and working through loss and grief is important. Becoming able to regulate our emotions so we can become more balanced in the presence of our children is important. And emotions are good. We've talked on our podcast about how emotions point to something else deeper that's going on. We can start by becoming self-aware and curious of our emotions and thoughts. Oftentimes what we are feeling in the present actually comes from a past hurt. When we can recognize that emotion and get curious about it, we can deal with it much better. So when we regulate our emotions, we are also helping our children to regulate their emotions. And those emotions could be anger, sadness, fear, jubilation, joy, or the whole spectrum of emotions. One of the things I've learned through my training is that when we name an emotion, when we bring it into the light, it's not so scary. There's a saying, name it to tame it. So it's good to be aware of our emotions. And you know what? It's good modeling for our children as well. Another tip is to seek support from someone. I was very fortunate in that I had some older church ladies who kind of took me under their wing and they would invite me and my daughter for dinner. They were so kind and generous. They, they would offer us a meal and we would talk about all sorts of things. Never once did they pry into my personal life. It was such a relief to go to someone's house and not have to talk about the pain I was feeling about my divorce or anything like that. It was a dinner, we chatted and we enjoyed each other's company. It was such lovely moments of being together. I would say if possible, find some support in your church community or in the community at large or some club that you may belong to, maybe a single mom's organization in the area, something like that, or even a life coach. Absolutely. Those are really awesome tips, Vicenta. Thank you. If I can paraphrase them, you talked about the importance of self-care, regulating your emotions and naming them. That I really like to name them, to tame them, as you said. And just by doing that, you calm them down, as you said. Get curious as to why you may be feeling that way. That curiosity leads to a lot of good information. And the last one, which is really, really important, is to get help. We're human. And to ask for help and support is a sign of strength, not a weakness. 
Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you said it that way. It is a sign of strength. Vicenta, it's been very, very interesting to get to hear you talk about your niche. And it was fun interviewing you. So thank you so much. Thank you for opening up our next series of podcasts. I'm so excited and for being on the hot seat. <laughs> Thanks, Anna Maria. It was fun for me too. So you're very welcome. And as you know, we always end our episode with a quote. So would you do us the honor sharing one of your favorite quotes? I would love to share a quote, but before I do that, I'd like to read something that I wrote to a single mom recently. Would, would that be okay? Absolutely. Okay, here it goes. So this is in response to a single mom asking for advice. I'm just going to read my response and then I'll end with a quote. What you can do to help your daughter is to build up the relationship you have with her. Love her and respect her deeply. Admire her. Hold her in high esteem and cherish her. Children are not naturally resilient. They need someone who supports and encourages them. That someone is you. Know and feel it to your very core that you are both daughters of the King of Kings. Nobody can take away your dignity. You are strong and you obviously love your daughter very much. Try to do fun things together. Listen and be curious as to what she has to say. Be predictable, consistent, and provide a safe space for her. Allow her to share her thoughts without judgment, shame, or blame from you. If she knows that her thoughts matter, that her voice matters, she will be stronger for it. Let her experience with you what a beautiful and loving relationship is. I'm guessing that you are 20 to 40 years older than she is. Be a guiding light for her. You can do this. With God, everything is possible. That is so beautiful, Vicenta. And I'm going to say one thing. Amen. And yes, there is a solution to everything. And we just have to believe there is. Yes. Thank you, Anna Maria. So here goes my quote. Um, I think this is very appropriate for single moms. It's attributed to Maya Angelou. And here it goes. At the end of the day, people won't remember what you said or did. They will remember how you made them feel. Wow, so powerful. Thank you again. Thank you, Anna Maria. It, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to The Coach's Nook with me, Anna Maria. And me, Vicenta. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and share it with your family and friends. And if you want more information or to schedule a private coaching session with either one of us, please check the show notes on how to reach us. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, 
never lose sight of where you want to be, which leads me to a quote from an unknown author that we both love. Hold the vision, trust the process. Until next time.